The Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by the SGPN Free Roll Football Contest. Join our free season-long pick'em for a chance to win $3,000 and a Super Bowl autographed SGP helmet. Sign up link in the SGPN app. We're also brought to you by GameTime. Snag the tickets without the stress. Use promo code SGPN for your first purchase on your first purchase to save $20. Download the GameTime app and use promo code SGPN. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Play the Underdog Pick'em in college or NFL and win up to 20 times in one game. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for 100% deposit bonus up to $100. And we're also brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code SGP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any NFL game. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code SGP. everybody, welcome to the Hockey Gambling Podcast, all the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Tyler Jenkins, joined with our host, we got Joel Meyer and Ryan Gilbert, the old switcheroo. Gentlemen, how the hell are we doing tonight? I thought there would be a long pause there without Joel uh, introducing himself first, even though he was said his name first. Uh, I'm doing good. I'm, I'm doing good. Another recording another one of these uh, hockey previews here. I'm excited for hockey. It's September now. It's still... Sweltering hot out, 90 degrees. It might go up in flames here, but I'm excited for hockey. I did not appreciate the switcheroo. The, uh, <laughs> what do you mean? Why not? You guys, you guys know I like uh, things of um, a traditional nature, things uh, staying as a routine, so we know what to expect, but uh, we're, we're, I'll live with it. I'll live with it. Uh, thanks, Brian, for finally uh, commenting <laughs> something. Um, yeah, I'm all right. I've been watching... Um, some shows lately, you know, with the uh, hockey a month away. I, I gotta go. I gotta get cracking on these shows that I've been planning to watch. I actually have too many. Um, I thought that I'd be through more shows uh, this this late in the the summer, but I guess it's been a busy summer. But uh, lately, I've been watching uh, these uh, two shows, very related. Um, both better than Lost, which is not a good show. I don't think. <laughs> Um, but they're, they're both related in terms of uh, plane crashes. In, in this case, I watched The Wilds, a bunch of girls. Uh, allegedly, I'm not going to spoil anything, but uh, I'm probably just dead if you catch on to that. But uh, the, the girls crash, whatever. That that show is okay. Uh, and then Yellow Jackets lately. It, it is the better show. Uh, very interesting characters. Very interesting plot lines. Um, it goes back and forth between the, the girls in their wilderness stage and the girls when they are uh well no longer girls but like 25 years older uh and extra <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. They, they did a good job of uh of uh, matching up actresses um from the from the uh the, the kids they they cast uh, compared to the adults their adult selves so that, that was very uh, appreciated by me i like it when they, it's not such an obviously different person uh, when they're age 25 years, uh, you could actually believe who they are. Um, yeah. Anyway, Yellow Jackets, great show. I'm, uh, it's hard to talk about a show without spoiling shit, but uh, yeah, it, it's great in terms of the uh, the shit that people go through in times of crisis. And um, there's also a supernatural element to it as well, which I also appreciate. But yeah, Yellow Jackets, HBO, or uh, I think it's Showtime actually. But uh, great show, recommend it. Cool. Ryan, you watching anything lately or no? Uh, I recommended what we do in the shadows. It wrapped up a uh, season finale, I think, last week. I'm also a big fan of uh, some British comedy panel shows. A Taskmaster is a good show. Would I lie to you? Stuff like that. It's a, it's a good laugh. It's a good laugh. Did you Never know what? Like, of any of those three. Well, the one's the vampire one he was talking about. Yeah, the vampire about, one. Right? Yeah, yeah what do you, what, Catfish likes. What we do in the shadows. What do you do in the shadows? Do we want to know? <laughs> I don't. I, you, you don't want to know. Uh, we don't need a spoiler alert on that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, myself, man, like we haven't really been watching many like shows and shit. Um, lately, 
you know what we do a lot like I, so like we just use like a, the xbox is like almost like a home entertainment system so we'll go on youtube and shit all the time and we just watch like a lot of cooking shit you know there's this one guy mike mikey chen strictly dumplings this guy just like flies over to like asia and shit and like all these places around the world not just asia but and he just like eats like different food there so we get to see what everybody's doing and fucking hooked on that there's these british fucks they have like a YouTube channel. It's all about cooking. It's called Sorted Foods. We watch that a lot. And then my boy Brad Leone, man, and Maddie Matheson too. We just watch a bunch of cooking shit all the time, you know. So I don't know. That's what we do. We're, you know what? We're waiting for Ahsoka. I know it's already came out, and I got a bone to pick here with all this bullshit. All these fucking streaming sites need to fuck off when it comes to okay, we're gonna release one episode a week. What the fuck is the point Like with the new show? It's not like you're on basic TV. It's not like it's 1995 and you're watching the X-Files, so it's Monday appointment television or some shit like that. Fuck off. Just put the whole series out at once. Let us binge it. I get it. Oh, we want to make sure that people, you know, don't just delete the app and all this shit. Well, just fuck off and give me the whole series all at once, all right? I'm sick of this shit. Whenever there's a good show comes out, you got to wait fucking three months for it to be done releasing one-week episodes and all this bullshit. Just give me it all at once. Let me watch the shit out of it in fucking three days and then just fucking come out with something else good. I'm sick of this bullshit, bro. I, I think possibly point. the point they're trying to do there is it, it helps get more people into the show. It gets more people talking about it and then people won't get spoiled as easily, I guess. But yeah, it, it sucks just having, having to wait every week. My, my, my girlfriend doesn't like watching shows that aren't finished because she doesn't want to have to wait for anything. And exactly. I, I get it. I get it. I don't want to have to like... Like we started um, the good place when it was still going on. She was like, I didn't know it was still going on. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have started it then. I was like, but it was, it was a good show. So yeah, it's and then then afterwards, it's it's just a a shit show sometimes. Hundred percent. It's twenty twenty three. Just give us what we want when we want it. Simple as that. It's not appointment fucking TV. You don't have schedules. You got to deal with. Just give us fucking the same thing with John Wick or not John Wick. Fucking what's that other one with that fucking John Krasinski guy in it? Jack, yeah. Jack Ryan. Jack Ryan, exactly. Same thing. So we just don't even watch it. We just wait until they're all put out, and then we just fucking crush them all in a couple of days. Like, but it sucks because you know it's just sitting there. You know you want to watch it, but I don't know. It's frustrating. Streaming services, figure it out here. Fuck off. Quit being too big for your bridges and just fucking give us what we want. Simple as that. Uh, I got one more complaint about that. Is there's too many fucking streaming services, right? Mm-hmm. There, yeah. You gotta subscribe to all these yeah. different things, like. I have cable, but I also have to go through all these different uh, stuff to watch European soccer. It's just, it'd be nice if they monopolize. That's one market that needs to be monopolized. Just put it all yeah. in one fucking thing. And uh, yeah, uh, it'd be nice if it's all still on cable. I'm an old school like that. But like, uh, you know, going off the grid or whatever, cutting the cord, whatever the term is, um, was supposed to be this great thing because you get to save money because you don't have to buy cable anymore. But it doesn't fucking matter when there's fucking 15 different yeah, exactly. platforms you have to get. Mm-hmm. So I'd rather just put it all in one fucking thing and be done with it. You know what? We're not big advocates of governments on this show, whether it be American, Canadian, whatever. But this is where the government needs to fucking step in. And they got it set. For Canadian, you can just get one thing, one payment for everything on it. And it's Canada. It's streaming. You can call it Ken Stream. You can stream. There you go. Fucking oh, love it. idea, Genius. right? Yeah. 100%. Let's go. Fucking all you, all you fucking Trudeau haters and all this bullshit. Well, quit yelling about freedoms and vaccinations. Let's fucking fight for this, goddammit. Get your priorities. <laughs> honk, honk. Yeah, let's, I'll drive my truck out to auto ed. I'll jump in my old that fucking 2003 Saturn Ion and I'll fucking rip right over there to Parliament Hill. Let's get it going. Uh, <laughs> all right, well, the one place that you don't need to get streamed to get content is the fucking SGPN website, baby. How do you like that <laughs> for a segue? Everybody go check out the SGPN website. Tons of stuff going on in the world of sports. What do we got? We got hockey. It's going to be here so fucking quick. I cannot absolutely wait. Uh, we got basketball. It's going to be right around the corner. The NFL, at the time of listening to this show, has probably already fucking kicked off. Uh, we're, we're pre-recording this one. Just all fucking discrepancy aside or whatever. So, hell yeah. NFL's what, an, already- what an amazing thrill by Patrick Mahomes. Am I right? Dude, that- Dude, Dan Campbell's literally just eating kneecaps over there. Did you see him yelling at the sidelines? That's absolutely fantastic. Uh, college football's doing its thing, too, so that's absolutely awesome. Baseball. Baseball is even closer to fucking playoffs than the time we're recording right now. How does that make any sense? But they're still a light year away because they're a jillion but billion years into the season. But, Ryan, any any update on baseball? What's up? The Blue Jays fucking suck. I hope they're miserable. What's going um, on? The Blue Jays are currently tied for the final wildcard spot. They've been uh, they've been declining a little bit. Phillies did get that win I was talking about last show. So uh, Phillies coming back home this weekend. Hopefully we can uh, keep it up. 
All right, Jolie, we are in the future right now. What happened in the U.S. Open? Um, well, Zverev pulled off the ultimate upset over Alcaraz, uh, believe it or not. And I oh, wow. uh, hope my 50-1 to ticket on him is still alive. Hell yeah. <laughs> Let's go, baby. <laughs> I love that. Uh, anyways, tend to stop going on the world of sports, MMA, all that good shit, too. Uh, show Jeff Fox like that. Uh, you like that? Uh, <laughs> um, yo, did you see the Manning cast preview, the commercial that they put out this year? Yeah, that was good. That was good oh, stuff. Oh, dude, I was laughing my ass off, Julie. You got to find that and watch it. You'll laugh. Um, anyways, uh, go to the website, read the articles. Everybody does such a kick ass job. It's the future. Ryan has articles that have already been put out, and uh, if they haven't, then they're going to be put out pretty damn soon. So be sure to check that out. Everybody does such a kick ass job, man. So read the articles. You know, you're taking a shit at work, fucking bust out the old phone and just give her a little look. See, you know, hell yeah, get those clicks up. Uh, what else? This is one of the other shows. It's fucking the best time of the year, yo. Everything's coming back. Everybody's doing his fucking thing. We're popping off here, you know, especially us, the hockey channel. We're having a lot of fun. We're going to just keep fucking shoving content down your throat like it's something i'm not never mind but we're gonna be doing that but hell yeah baby so just i'm fucking fired up listen to all the shows everybody does a kick-ass job check out baseball money is fake with ryan and blake those guys are absolutely fantastic uh so yeah shout out to everything going on there shout out to all our friends and pals in the discord you know what we're in the future here and i'm sure something fucking stupid happened uh, that we're gonna be we would talk about so whatever that thing is this is us talking about it so hell yeah uh shout out to all our friends and pals in the discord everybody's having a kick-ass time man legit uh, if you're not in the Discord, you're not making money. If you want to get in there and you're not in there, you can reach out to myself or Ryan on Twitter. Uh, we'll point you in the right direction. You can also reach out to the HGP Twitter account, which we're going to try and get pumping for this year for the Season 2, so be sure to give that a follow as well. Uh, but they'll point you in the right direction too. Or you can just go to the fucking the go to the fucking, the go pay window, baby. Because you know who you're going to see at the pay window is our boy Joel fucking Meyer cashing a 50-to-1 fucking tennis fucking future bet. So let's go meet Jolie Meyer at the pay window and all your local pay windows he's gonna be everywhere and he'll point your ass on how to get in the discord as well too and make sure you subscribe to the hockey dealer podcast on apple Podcasts, spotify wherever you listen to your podcast turn on auto download get the episodes as soon as they are published um and uh leave us a five-star rating and review still haven't gotten one since july so we need to get, need to get some, uh, some some hype here uh heading into the next season it's just our off- people yeah, or did our off-season content suck? What are we doing here? Like, we talked I mean, about. It may have. I don't know. We had a segment comparing. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Oh my god. Comparing some chicks' titties to something else. I don't even remember. And if you're telling me that that wasn't good enough for you to write a review, then you can just go fuck yourself, okay? <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Um... And we're brought to you by DraftKings. Uh, can you believe we've had seven months without an NFL game? Crazy, right? Well, probably not if you're listening to this uh, when we release it. But good thing that's over. NFL is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving you a can't-miss offer for week one. This week, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets instantly when you bet just 5 bucks on any NFL game. DraftKings is hooking everyone up with game day greatness. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every single game day this September. Check the app to see what you get. Download now and use code SGP to sign up. New customers can take home $200 in bonus bets instantly just for betting 5 bucks. That's code SGP. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner at the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. And make sure you check out Game Time for your last-minute tickets. Buying tickets to your favorite events should not be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the events near you. They have killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, so you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. A Game Time app experience is fantastic. Have those flash deals, last-minute tickets. Easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area and that lowest price guarantee. So forget planning months in advance. Uh, get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. And of course, you get images of your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Uh, so snag the tickets without distress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code SGPN for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code SGPN for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets. Lowest price guaranteed. Holy fucking shit, buddy. Long enough out or what? 
<laughs> Surprised you haven't gotten any one star reviews this off season with us. I, uh, I know. Hey, hey, don't 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 put the idea in their heads. <laughs> uh, all right, I, I read them so beautifully, so that they, they enjoy you. It. You do a great job, right? I think I think that's not, somebody should re- leave a review alone, just say that this guy does a killer job on ad reads. Hate the show, but those fucking ad reads are just unbelievable. <laughs> I, I, I fast forward through the show just listening to the ad reads. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, obviously we've been doing our our pre or our yeah, I guess technically our preseason team by team recaps. Last show we hit the Canucks and the Kraken, so we are going to be continuing that rocking and rolling here. But before we get to that, we're going to talk about a little something something here. And now this is a show. I'm anybody looking a little bit behind the scenes info here? You know, oh fuck me, dude! I looked on my other laptop and guess what the percentage was. 67 everywhere i look i can't get away from that number no joke of a lie it's always 67 everywhere i look i fucking hate it um anyway i'm sorry anyways well we're talking about a little something different here and you know this is something that we like i said behind the scenes here before i interrupted myself we we try not to do in this show we, we've just established so much ourselves between myself joel and ryan we talked about this we don't deal with like rumors too much and speculation and all this shit but there's something that came out that kind of caught our eye and truth be told we got nothing else to fucking talk about we're trying to kill some goddamn time here so we're going to talk about this all right and also we got a couple we got a couple pals that are fans of a certain team out there in fucking new york state and we're not talking about uh you know the rangers or the fucking islanders we're talking about the fine folks over there in Buffalo. Shout out to our boy Thor in the disc out here. All right. Now, a little bit of speculation going on under one contract uh, for the Buffalo Sabres here. Everybody's been talking about our boy, Swedish fuck, Rasmus Sandin. Rasmus Sandin was Darlene. the first. Darlene. Darlene. What did I say? Sandin. <laughs> you, pulled, you pulled a Joel there. I know. Joel missed it up before, too. Shit. Okay. Rasmus I swear Darlene. you said Sandin first before. I said Darlene first before. I said uh, Sandin this time. We, you said Sandin. No, 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 no. It's too bad we weren't recording that. We can go check. but uh, I know. Review the tape. Uh, I think I'm right. All right. Well, we're talking about Rasmus Darlene for the Buffalo Sabres here. Rasmus Darlene was a first overall pick. In the 2018 NHL entry draft, he's currently 23 years old. Uh, obviously, he's a Swedish stud on the back end, playing defense for the Buffalo Sabres here. This kid had a breakout year last year. In 78 games, he put up 73 points. It was a career-high point total. He had a career-high goals at 15. His previous marker was 13 the year before. He had a career-high 58 assists. Previous year was at 40. Either way, Rasmus Dahlin broke out for 73 points in 78 games last year. We all knew that this kid was going to be an absolute stud. He just needed to fucking tie it all together and to click and Truth be told, Buffalo as a team had a much better year last year than they had in the previous seasons. Now, Rasmus Dahlin did sign a bridge contract, I believe, about two years ago. He's in the final year of that deal for this season. Uh, It was a three-year contract for $6 million. There's some speculation about his next contract coming up and a possible extension for Dahlin. And what we're hearing, this is just the rumor mill. I know we don't like to do this a lot, but we're hearing... The eight years and $10.5 million AAV for Rasmus Dahlin is what's being thrown out around the uh, the hockey world out there in Buffalo here. Uh, boys, what are your thoughts on a potential Rasmus Dahlin, uh, uh, you know, extension? What are your thoughts on how he played, you know, this year, his breakout year, this year coming up? And uh, that, that 10.5 potential million dollar tag that could go along with the Swedish kid here. Yeah, that, that, that's a lot. This was reported by the uh, After the Whistle podcast and, and kind of blown out blown out of proportion here we're not just blasted out by uh the bleacher report open ice uh, rumored extension of buffalo eight years 10.5 million it would make him the the third highest uh paid defenseman in terms of cap hit behind eric carlson and drew dowdy it would make kale mccarr's contract look like even more of a steal same thing for miro he's, he's gonna at 8.4 million down there in dallas but i mean buffalo got tage thompson at 7 million dylan Cousins 7 million they have Samuelson locked up, another young defenseman. So Darlene is going to get paid. He got $6 million on, on his current deal. I think $10.5 million is probably a, a bit too much for him. Maybe that's what what is what the agent link, leaking or something to um, to kind of see what's to gouge the market a bit. But uh, even even $9.5 million, I think I would be surprised by. But then, then again, admittedly, I don't watch a lot of Buffalo Sabres hockey. I know Rasmus Darlene is good and a legit number one. I don't know if he is a legit number one, top three, five defenseman in, in the league. So I, I feel like it's a bit of an overpay, but as we say, as we said all off season, like it's only an overpay if it doesn't make sense for the team. And it would absolutely make sense for the Sabres, the way they're building. 
first of all, I like how you created a third pronunciation for Miro Heiskinen. Heiskinen, Paul. That's a new one. Yeah, Heiskinen. Where did that come from? Uh, I don't know. But uh, as for Rasmus Dahlin, I love this contract. I don't know what the fuck Ryan is smoking. Uh, this is a, a great deal for uh, a premium talent who has really stepped up his game the last two seasons, getting him on eight years throughout his whole prime, $10.5 million. If this were a Toronto Maple Leafs player, he would be signing a four-year deal for the Shut same kind of money. <laughs> why do you got to do that? Like, why do we got to do that? Why? <laughs> yeah, we got to have a bit of a yin and yang, right? A little bit of a oh, countermeasure. Please. But, uh, yeah, absolutely love this deal. Dalian is going to be an absolute stud for a long time. And with the, ta- with the cap going up, this will look like uh, uh, maybe not a McCarr steal of a deal, but still a very good, very good contract going forward. So, yeah, I love this for Buffalo. They're doing good things. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with you on Julie thing. And I think the biggest thing, like you said, is, uh, is the term. If this is an eight-year contract that they are dishing him out at 10.5, yeah, it's – it's expensive, man, but you're getting the full fucking eight years, and this kid's still only 23 years old. Obviously, he has one year left on his current deal, so this contract, if it was to be extended, would take until he's about 32 years old. And, you know, you can still see effective defensemen at that age, uh, especially, you know, if the cap is projected to go up. Who knows where it'll be in eight years if that's the case, right? So uh, 10.5 to lock him in for term. Uh, how, how the fuck do you say no to this, man? Like you look at like like potential comparisons. Obviously, maybe he's not in like the quite of mix as these players I'm about to list. But like you touched on the Kale McCarr. He was a Norris finalist last year. He was exactly. You're right. No, we've only seen it for the one year. I'm talking about guys that have proven to do it over a couple of years, right? Like we've seen the Kale McCarr. What's he making? Nine million dollars. I think Adam Fox is at like nine point five or something like that. Mm-hmm. These contracts were signed a little bit earlier, and it's just natural progression that you sign it a year or two, three years after the fact, it's bound to go up. So at ten point five, I don't, I don't hate it. I think they got to be careful though because they also have a contract expanding or expiring next year. I think Owen Powers is also up as well. So if you're going to give Rasmus Dahlin ten point five. You know, what's Owen Powers going to be asking for? Yes, you can be like, hey, Owen Rasmus, you know, he did the bridge and then he earned his big ticket. But you know what? A lot of these younger kids these days are saying, fuck you, pay me, right? So if you're giving Rasmus Dalene eight years to 10.5, if you're Owen Power, you can be like, hey, I want my fucking ticket too, right? So there's something like that that has to be taken into consideration as well on the underlier. But uh, if you just on its own, Rasmus Dalene, if you were to get eight years to 10.5 going forward, I'm I'm all okay with that, man. This kid's a hell of a fucking defenseman here. And, uh, you know, we can expect him to be a dominant force in the NHL on the back end for, you know what, for the next fucking, maybe his entire career for Christ's sakes. All right. Uh, anything else on Dalian? I, I think that was a nice little breakdown. I think we did good there, boys. You like that? Shout out to all of our Buffalo people, you know? We don't hate you. Little yin and yang. Exactly, exactly. A little yin yang. Hell yeah, I like that. All right, let's keep it going here. We're fucking, what are we doing here? We're doing a previews, baby. We're keeping this moving for our previews, and it's about to get a little bit hot, and it's about to get a little royal. And you know why? Because the first team we're fucking covering, we're going out to Calgary. We're going to talk about the Calgary Flames. A little bit of a disappointing season, you could say, last year, especially coming off how they did two years ago. Um, but yeah, man, this is a team that has a lot to prove. There's a couple things that didn't click. They had some coaching turmoil throughout the year last year as well. So, uh, uh, we're we're going to jump right into it, and we're going back to our boy, our boy that's been absolutely fucking killing it, Mr. Joel Meyer. Kick us off, tee it off, let's fucking kick the fires, or light the fires and kick the tires, baby. What are we fucking doing out here in Calgary? Right, yeah, this is a team that cost me a bunch of money last year, um, but I, I, I stand by all my fucking bets on this team, because this team were much better than their record showed. <laughs> they had one of the most unlucky seasons you can possibly have. This team was marred by pure finishing, uncharacteristic goaltending, which is why they finished second last in PDO, despite having Markstrom in net and a wealth of talent out of net. They they set a fucking record for most posts hit in a season, losing the most one-score games. They were the only non-playoff team to have a positive goal differential. Everything screams that this team should have been better than uh, how they how they finished. Uh, but yeah, that's that's what happens um, sometimes with the team. Like the bad results, they spiraled into a state of tension with Daryl Sutter especially in Huberto's case, who never really could get it going. Uh, it just wasn't a good system match. Um, yeah, this was a very good team that just couldn't catch a break. Uh, and, and, you know, they weren't one of the most injured teams. I think they they, they were one of the healthier teams, but still, uh, everything else screams that this team was very unlucky last year. They finished fourth in expected goals, four percentage, second in expected goals, four percentage. 
Uh, I screwed that up. Fourth in Corsi for percentage, <laughs> second in expected goals for percentage, and yet they still missed the playoffs. That is incredible. Uh, you combine that with the missed, uh, with all the posts and then the terrible goaltending from a, a stud in Jacob Markstrom, who had his, his uh, worst year by far in the NHL. So, yeah, the, the Flames were highly unlucky last year. And uh, part of that has to do with the coaching and you know, the, the bad culture setting in. And, uh, but a lot of it just has to do with simple bad luck. Like, the Flames were a lot better than their record showed. And I, I stand by that fucking take. Yeah, I mean, they were. I remember getting getting burned by them quite a few times. But, yeah, the, the last season they, they were better than, than the record showed, like you said. And they got rid of their, their leading scorer, Tyler Foley. The trade in the offseason. We'll get into the offseason recap next. But like Huberto, you said he he had a horrible year on that big contract. Kadri, I guess, had a decent year for Kadri, but still underperformed. Like everybody underperformed to, to what they can can do. So I mean, heading into this year with with a new coach, with a new system there could help. But it's also like can Markstrom bounce back? Was was last year a fluke or or was that something where it's gonna be in his head where if he has a few bad games, it could, you know, downward spiral a bit. So We'll see what that happens this year, but yeah, they still have a lot of talent. They are 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 they're better on paper than what they were on the ice. So we'll see how that translates uh, this year. Yeah, I you know I've, I've been saying this after every one of these previews, but I agree with pretty much everything that you guys freaking said for guys' sakes. You know, you can't bring up the Flames without mentioning Jonathan Huberdeau, and this is a guy that two years ago had 115 points with the Florida Panthers. What did he get? Like 15 goals and 55 points in total last year. Uh, chalk that up to culture shock chalk that up to whatever you want he signed that contract to stick around in calgary right he took the eight-year deal with them or with this i think it was like a sign and trade or something at the time whatever it might have been but he knew what he was getting into here it's time to fucking enjoy i like jonathan huberto i'm just saying that before i say this but it's time to fucking show up like it's as simple as that uh, that's the most drastic fall like fallback we've probably ever seen in the modern nhl here and he's too good of a player for it to hover around that number this is a fucking at least a point per game player this is a guy that should be pushing let's face it Potentially fucking close to 100 points every fucking season, for Christ's sakes, man. Like, uh, or at least a point per game at the very goddamn least. So, uh, Ryan touched on Kadri, too. You know what you get when it comes to Nazem. You're not, like, yes, you're paying for the points. There's more to come with it. But we didn't necessarily see all that with Calgary last year. And then the biggest thing, which I think both of you touched on, is they couldn't get a save last year. Jacob Markstrom was abysmal in the back end, in between the fucking pipes for this team. It seems like everything he did went wrong. And he was it was a typical case of just a goaltender being in his own head. You know, I, I, I've done it myself. It sucks where you just feel like no matter what you do, no matter how confident you try to feel, what you do on the ice, off the ice, preparation, anything, you just can't make a fucking save, right? And it's not like, you know, you're two on ones and you're not making the save. You're you're letting your team down with shitty goals. And I think Calgary led the league with, like, goals scored against in, like, the first two minutes of the game or something like that. And that happens, you're instantly fucking chasing. So that's not a good, you just, as a goalie, you can't put yourself in that scenario. You can't put your team in that scenario. And this is a fucking guy. Let's remember, uh, Jacob Markstrom's a good goalie. And I think that he needs to remember that. I think the fans need to remember that. But, like, this is a guy, we saw what he did in Vancouver for the longest time, dude. Like, this guy can fucking play, man. So uh, it, it's a bit of, it's a bit of a sticky scenario. Because, yeah, this is something that could potentially end his career. But it's also something that he could fucking shake off like that in a heartbeat and come back to being a bona fide you know, starter and solid goaltender in the NHL. So everything lies on that. There's the coaching change. Fuck, we haven't even talked about there's players that demanded out. So that a lot of those players still haven't been moved. Whether they can mend those relationships or not, that's still to be seen here. It's it's going to be a pivotal year in Calgary, man, because they have a couple guys locked up to some long-term fucking deals, and uh, they can't really afford to go through a rebuild here. So I don't know. Based off last year, it was a total shit show. But uh, I'm, I'm hopefully optimistic for all my fine friends out there in Alberta and Calgary. Yo, let's fucking go flames here uh that's a dramatic shift i think you were saying fuck the flames more often than not last season <laughs> <laughs> but I, uh, I, I like it i like it uh, this is still a team i'm high on um yeah off, as for the offseason grade it's incomplete got to give them an eye because uh there's still players in this team with one year left in the deals who apparently don't plan on resigning they're still working their asses off management are on getting these guys, uh, Hannafin and Lindholm in particular, Zadorov is another one. Um, given the fiasco Calgary had with Gaudreau a year ago, we imagine that they'll make sure they make trades long before free agency 
opens next off season. Otherwise, they could see more guys walk out the door for free without getting any assets. Um, but they did trade to Foley, getting a mediocre return in Sharon Govich, who's still he's, he's a player. Um, but it's it's probably fair compensation giving to Foley to Foley's leverage, considering he wasn't going to resign anyway. Um, the most significant move though was was just firing Daryl Sutter of course, and hiring a longtime Flames assistant coach, Ryan Huska. We do like the continuity here, though, because the Flames had a great team, like we said. They just needed a break from Daryl Sutter. We needed a new voice in the locker room, but not totally new. We, we like this little shift here, a little, uh, mm. little shift in emphasis. That could be everything uh, in terms of uh, recreating that old Flames chemistry that, that, that uh, led them to uh, a lot of success for the past few years before last season, so... Yeah, offseason is incomplete. I, you just can't grade it until we know what's going on with Elias Lindholm, Noah Hannafin, Zadorov, and uh, there's one or two others who might walk too. That's a so. lot of guys. I know, I know. That's why we got to give it a nine. There's no way you can give an A, uh, an F. We don't know yet. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to take a, a different stance on that same thing. I think the Flames did well this offseason. I mean, they got rid of Toffoli. They got Sharon Govich and, and a pick back. That, that's a fine trade. But by not necessarily giving into their players and trading them like they probably they have new GM who's been in the system for a while that like, okay we have a talented team let's keep this together let's maybe take one shot at this see if we can convince these guys to resign in, under this new coach and if not we can trade them in the season when teams are more desperate to, to make moves and when teams <coughs> know what they need so like they probably have a lot of irons in the fire a lot of, a lot of balls in the air a lot of calls out there where they know balls in the air a lot of balls in the air, knowing uh, knowing which teams <laughs> might have some interest in, in certain certain players, and they can kind of weigh that throughout the season. So, if they get off to a good start, maybe they they ride with it. But if they have a have a shaky start or so, or, or if they get injuries, they can ship these guys out. So I think it was it was good for them to hold on to them through a, through the off season. I don't know what grade to give them. Maybe maybe a C because I, I didn't really like it to fully trade too much. But I, I think this. This is a very volatile Flames team coming into the season. You know what? Uh, you need to say that you're positive yeah. on them? I, I, It's a positive that they didn't give in to trade them for less than they're worth. To, to hold them for the season, be like, hey, we could maybe be, be a solid team this year. We could maybe make the playoffs go on a run. Or trade them for a higher price when teams are more desperate for those players. But you still gave them a C. Yeah, C, uh, I think a C is fine. Maybe a D. No. I was thinking the other way, the way you were saying, but uh, uh, yeah, I, I've got more things to say about this team, but we'll we'll let Talon give his offseason grade. Yeah, you know, as far as a grade go, if I had to give a grade, it would be like a D plus. But I, let me tell you right now here, like across the board, I was always a D plus student, so I'm not saying that's a bad thing. You can have success and have a D plus. I, let me get that out here. But I, I really like what Ryan said there, man. When it came to you, you got a new GM in Craig Conroy. He's been in the system though, so he's he's been around. And that's there's something to be said for that. Ryan Huska is a head coach as well. You know, Jolie touched on the whole coaching change. And uh, there's something to be said when you have that many guys that ask out. You can't just facilitate everyone. Because what does that show to the guys that stuck around, right? To the guys that are signed for long term? What does that say to the Jonathan Huberdos, the Mackenzie Uyghurs, the Nazem Kadris? What does that say to the younger players on the team? There's not many of them, but the fucking the Jacob Pelletes. Like, you know, we don't know what number he wears, but still we know that you want to keep him around, right? Like, so I, I like what Ryan said there. And maybe... Maybe there is a way you can convince these guys to stay, right? Like, uh, nothing's set in stone. Just because they asked doesn't mean you got to fucking trade them tomorrow or anything like that. Fuck it. Let's do something. Let's convince these guys that, hey, you know what? Yeah, last year was an absolute shit show. Yeah, Calgary is cold as fuck in the winter. And, you know, it's don't get me wrong. Calgary's great and all this. But let's face it. Compared to some other cities you could be playing in, kind of sucks. But... Like, let's make them stay. Let's set, let's build a fucking culture. We're almost starting anew here. And, you know, let me convince you. Give me the opportunity to show you that you want to be a part of this. So I, I, I like that mindset. You know, it's like, fuck that. And, of course, like Ryan said, too, you don't want to trade these guys for lesser value than what they're worth. Maybe if you hold on towards the deadline, you can get more back for some of these players if that is the decision that you make going forward that you're going to do. You know, so... Uh, as far as an off-season grade, I don't love what they did, but I kind of like the the idea that we're not just going to let the inmates run the asylum here. We're starting over from a fresh brigade here. Give me a fucking chance, you know? Give me a chance to show you that this is where you want to be. Right. Yeah. 
going on to the projection part of this, it's uh, a lot of it has to do with the offseason, right? Uh, which will linger into the season. We don't know exactly what the Flames are going to do, what these players are going to do. I read today that uh, Lindholm is just uh, putting it out of mind, which, which is a good thing, I guess, for this season for the Flames. So maybe it's deadline kind of thing. Uh, we'll see how the Flames season is going. I mean, the Flames have a team. They they have a team that's uh, competitive and they, they are a legit contender in my mind. So uh, I do like that they haven't sold anyone yet, traded anyone. Um, not good that they haven't signed anyone either. But right. uh, yeah, they, they got they got rid of Toffoli early, but Sharon Govich uh, makes up for that somewhat. Obviously, he's not the same level of player, but they sold uh, high to Foley. He had a career year too, so there's something that's true. said for that, right? That's true. And you know what? To Foley would not have a good year if it weren't for Daryl Sutter. To Foley fucking fights for that coach, unlike anyone else on this team. You won a cup with him, didn't you? Two of them, right? Yeah. I, I think yeah. he was for for both. Um, but yeah, given the tendency of things happening on the extremities to regress toward the middle, we, we would expect the Flames to benefit a lot more from chance. Lucky things from season. You know, those uh, those goals or those shots that hit the post last season, a lot of them are going to go in this year, right? Uh, we would be hopeful of Calgary to have a very strong campaign. Um, but of, of course, you got to account for the likes of Lindholm, Hannafin, whatever, but uh, you would also be betting on Markstrom to return to form, right? That's, yeah. He's still an elite goalie. The Flames had the second worst save percentage last year, and they still almost made the playoffs. Think about that. Like, second worst save percentage, and he still That's almost make the good playoffs. Point. That's a great point. And they also hit the most posts out of any team. I think in history, I think that they set a record for how many fucking posts they hit. So and this 15, stuff, was it 15 or 16 overtime losses? Yes. Yeah, like, yeah. fuck so yeah, they, this, team, this team is bouncing back. Let's fucking exactly. go, Calgary. The, the Flames are fucking cursed last year, and I do expect them to be blessed this year uh, from hell to heaven. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, he, yeah, he's too good of a goalie to go from a Vezina candidate one year, like literally the year before, to playing like a great seat back up the next. So he's going to be uh, at least an average goalie. That's all you ask for is being an average goalie, and this Flames team <laughs> will be good. Um, they also have a much younger look, too, with uh, more ice time for prospects Jacob Pelletier and Matt Coronado. With uh, nice. Toffoli gone there, there'll be more room for rookie Matt Coronado to move up the right wing depth chart. Could get stalled in second-line minutes there. Um, bit of a long shot, 75-80-1 for the <laughs> Calder Trophy. Uh, maybe not going to win it, but uh, that number, I don't mind it. Um, uh, Put him with he, Huberto, and Huberto just passed it to him. There you, there go. you go. There you go. But, yeah, this is a team with a very high ceiling, if you ask me. Uh, I don't think that they have too low of a floor, given how much talent they still have. Even if, even if they trade Hannafin and Lennon before the season, they, they, there's still a lot of depth with this team that that you're not totally written out of it um, if, if they do stay or if they don't stay. Um, but yeah, this team is not that different from the one that won the fucking division two years ago. And suddenly the market is projecting them as uh, as if they're even money to miss and make the playoffs. So, yeah, those bad bounces will become good bounces. And with uh, better goaltending, this this team will be right back in the playoffs. So, so who who do you have missing the playoffs then if, if you have the Flames? I don't, I don't want to spoil any future episodes. Or, but like we both, all of us like the Canucks and Kraken to probably make the playoffs. I mean, I imagine... Vegas and Edmonton are going to be the playoffs. The Kings probably as well. Like who do you, who's who do, who are you fading here? There will be five Pacific teams making the playoffs. This oh, oh, okay. oh shit! Right. Down on the Central. Down on the Central. The, cent- oh, the Central is is pretty goodness. weak after the Avs and Stars. Yeah. What about so, Vegas? Ducks, Sharks, and then one of these teams is also going to fall out. Like uh, they they can't all make the playoffs, obviously, but. I'm not betting the. Uh, I'm not betting you know the, these big favorites to make the playoffs. Kings, Vegas, whatever you know, these teams can fall out. So I'd, I'd rather take these. Uh, like what are the what are the odds for the Flames here for the the oh minus one eighty? Okay, that's a little much. I didn't look at <laughs> yeah. the odds there. You can find uh, that. I would rather bet them to win the. These are also the the, the the odds we're looking at here are not not representative of the market. Uh, you can find a lot better odds than what I'm looking at here uh, at our sponsor book. Uh, but yeah. Uh, uh, over 94 and a half point total would be uh, a lean there, but more importantly, I would I would bet the cup, especially if I, I wouldn't I wouldn't bet it yet. I would Forty to one is it, is the best price for the cup right now. Yeah, it's uh, got a little better than that, but uh, uh, as things progress, we we need to be more certain that the Flames aren't 
you know, selling everybody. So I, I, it's not a, it's not a team that I'm willing to just, uh, you know, fucking bank on right away because there's still so much uncertainty. I'm just, I'm just saying that, that, that this is a team I'm not, I'm not going to look to fade. Let's just say that. You're high and hard. You're high and hard on the flame. You might not be high on your wallet, the flames, <laughs> but you're high and hard on the flame. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there could be a there could be a team like like you said, Joe. You, you wait and see a little bit, maybe like in in November, you you, you jump on them for the cup if if they're if they're looking good. No, oh, no, no, not even that. Is it's after the training camp, after uh, you know those when the team gets back together, and if, if the the team starts out all right, um, you know that the, the the core guys are all still together. They're not going to fucking trade them in November. They're going to wait to see how the season goes, and they'll trade them at the deadline if uh they're not having a good season but if they're in the mix of the playoffs they're going to keep those guys even if um um yeah, they, they might not resign uh, i know that's that's counterintuitive because of what happened with goodrow last year they don't want to go through the same experience again but this is still a team that i think is capable of winning the cup so i think that the the flames deserve to go all in with with these guys even if they risk uh losing a lindholm or hannafin for free and I'm glad you uh, mentioned Coronado too. He, he had a pretty good two years ago World Juniors last year or this year he played at the World Championship. So good good experience there for him. Last yeah. year World Juniors. Yeah. Yeah. As far as going forward with this team, I, I'm I'm right there with Jolie, man. Like I, I I want them to do good. I think they can do good. Um, a lot of it does lean back on Markstrom, like we talked about a little bit earlier, and I, I can't emphasize that enough. If this guy just shows up with, and just can't fucking make a save, then then you're you're fucked, because Dan Vladar ain't going to do it for you either. So, uh, but, you know, I, I want to see the Flames do well here. I want to see a bounce-back story. I think it's weird, because with everybody actually talking about them, they talk about them being shit, and then you see their odds make the playoffs, and we're looking at this book, and you see minus 180, and it's like, well, I don't necessarily love that either, so what, what are we doing here, right? But... I don't know. Uh, their point total sit at 95 and a half to make the playoffs a minus 180 to miss the playoffs sitting at plus 145. Oh, uh, uh, we got to turn oh. the meat over. Huh? Dude, I'm telling you right now, this bolognese has been going on for four fucking days. Isn't that absolutely crazy? Uh, <laughs> division odds, eight to one, and then cup odds, 30 to one either. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't really know how I feel about any of those. I don't necessarily love them, but I feel like the Flames can have a better season than they did last year. Maybe that's what the books are anticipating here as well. So. Are, are we good on the Flames here? We're good. All right, we'll see if your guys' fantasy becomes reality. And we're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy, who has a way to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their fantasy pick game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, and do what you usually spend your Sundays doing, watching the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game, but you can win real money. So watch along, make your picks, and maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or underdogfantasy.com. And when you sign up with the promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. And make sure you get in Sports Garden Podcast free roll football contest, a free season long NFL pick'em contest, 1,000 to first place, 500 to second place. That doubles if you are a Patreon member. Plus, if you're a Patreon member and win the contest, you will get an autographed full size Sports Garden Podcast helmet signed by Joe Theismann, Bill Romanowski, Pacman Jones, John Saley, Eric Metcalf, and LeGarrett Blunt. Um, sign up link is in the SGPN app. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon to get in for your chance to double your prizes and win the weekly Patreon pickups. All right, we're moving down here to another team. And I talked a little bit about, you know, Heat, which we covered. Now we're talking a little bit about royalty, baby. And we're talking none other than the Los Angeles Kings. Uh, LA had a decent year throughout the regular season last year. This is a team that I was very, very, very high on. Uh, unfortunately, they weren't able to get it done in the playoffs. It's been about two years in a row. I think they've had first round exits, which have been a little disappointing from my personal opinion. Maybe you guys think otherwise here. Um, yeah, Jolie, fucking, what do we got in the Kings here, bud? Let's 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 kick it off here. Sure. Yeah, 2022 was a very similar season to the. 2021 LA Kings. I mean, their younger players play better than expected. Their older players continue to divide time, especially uh, Kopitar, Drew Doughty, and the like. They bounce around between goalies, and they get eliminated by the Edmonton Oilers in the first round. <laughs> um, Adrian Kempe showed that 2021 was not a fluke, infecting 
in fact, scoring six more goals in 2022 and carrying this Kings team offensively to an extent. Uh, Quinton Byfield is maybe the only major Kings prospect who's not quite meeting expectations yet, mm. but uh, he still has another year in his LA ELC. Plenty of time for it yet for him to show why he was drafted second overall. Uh, yeah, the, the Kings had a good trade deadline. Both Corpusell and Gavrikov came to LA and played better there than they played for Columbus all season. Unfortunately, they ran into the juggernaut that was the Oilers at the time, and they just uh, could not keep up with that kind of pace and uh, goal scoring. Like every other team, they failed to contain Edmonton's power play, but shockingly so. They allowed nine power play goals on 16 power plays. You're not going to win a fucking playoff series when you're killing penalties at a 43% rate. And uh, that's what the the Oilers were no, the Oilers are doing that all season long, and they did that to the Kings as well. So that that's how that's how their season ended. Not with the not with a bang, but with a a whimper of a penalty kill. Yeah, I had to uh, steal some of Joel's fancy stats here. Kings had ninth best expected goals four percentage. I mean, they they have they had the depth, and I feel like in the off season that we'll get to that. They 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 kind of improved that a little bit, but but yeah, this is gonna be. I think we've said this for all three seasons now of the Hockey Learn podcast. The Kings look like a team that they're they're bridging the gap between their older guys and, and their younger guys, and they're, they this could finally be the year for them. Last year they 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 had a two one lead against the Oilers in the in the first round, but blew that uh, eventually. So maybe you know maybe they can take that next step this year. But yeah, this is a team that's just built 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 to win. I mean they're they're not going to like overwhelm in the regular season. Probably be second, third place in the, in the uh, Pacific. But once they get to the playoffs, I mean, as long as they don't battle the Oilers in the first round, they, they should be decent. So, yeah, Kings were, were good last year and can hopefully build on that this year. Yeah, uh, fucking, you guys fucking hit the hammer on the head here, man. Like, this is, Joel, especially you, this is a team that we saw last year that was pretty similar to a team that we saw two years ago. Uh, it's an interesting mix of veteran and younger players. I do definitely love to see that. But there's also a couple guys that have had in their roster that kind of, like, hit that middle of the range. You know, I'm always going to be big on my boy Trevor Moore and Carl Grundstrom. Those guys are fucking underrated players in the league. No, they're not superstars, but they're very effective at what they do. And it just adds to the forwards depth that we have when we talk about the Los Angeles Kings. And that's one of the good things that they have uh, for this team. Uh, Kevin Fiala had a fucking sick season last year, too, of course. Um, as far as offseason goes, you know, we're going to touch on that a little bit. But they, to me, they addressed a, a pretty damn big need that they had, and that was center depth. And we're going to talk about that coming up a little bit. But uh, I, I'm excited to see how this plays out for them going forward in the next season. Right. Uh Obviously, the big move in their offseason was acquiring Pierre-Luc Dubois and the big trade that sent Villardi, Ayafalo, and uh, Rasmus Kapari to the Jets. Uh, losing those guys hurts the depth somewhat, but the Kings are a very deep team anyway, with uh, still a prospect pipeline pumping more quality NHLers. It's a little questionable in the short term, though, why they targeted a good center like Dubois when they already have Kopitar and Deneau. But uh, Kopitar is not getting younger, so Dubois could be seen as his uh, replacement in waiting, so to speak. Uh, Signed for eight years, too. That's worth noting, right? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, Yeah, also pushing to note down a line means you have arguably the best third-line center in the league, so that always helps. Uh, And this team is not going to lose a lot of face-offs this year, just let me tell you (laughs) that. Um, But yeah, trading Sean Dursley to the Coyotes seems like a strange move, but when you have a defense as deep as the Kings do, it makes sense to sell high, especially given their cap constraints coming up. Um, They will have Brant Clark, rookie. uh, He's one of the favorites to win the Calder. And uh, another guy, Jordan Spence, pushing for playing time this season. So if either one of those guys uh, becomes a top-four guy, Dursley could easily be seen as superfluous. So, yeah, another good offseason by Colorado Avalanche legend Rob Blake. Yeah, I mean, the only weird thing about their offseason I'm not sure about is is their goaltending. They got, they got Cam Talbot for a mm. million dollars. I mean, that, that's, a, that's a good cheap one. They got, they got now they have Phoenix Copley for one and a half million. So they're spending $2.5 million on goalies, but it's a matter of if they're going to be able to, to I mean, be, be an okay tandem. And yeah, I think the Dubois trade, we talked about it when it happened, but looking at it more now, it, it gives them two other centers they can play instead of Kopitar, if there's like a key draw or if, if they're, if they're up by two or, or if they're up by two, they can, you know, give Kopitar a rest some nights. You can see some nights, Pierre-Luc Dubois maybe be the first line center and save Kopitar a little bit for, 
for the playoffs for, for later in the year for, for those bigger matchups. He still has three more years on his contract, including this year. So they had that depth. I mean, they have the wing depth with, with Kempe, Kaliava, Arvidsson, those young guys you mentioned. So, yeah, Drew Doughty's still there on the back end. Gavrikov, they were able to sign or was signed when they trade for him. So, yeah, I think the Kings had, had, a, had a pretty decent offseason. Nothing, like, over the top, but probably solid B, B-. minus. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm right there with you guys, especially from an offseason point of view here, man. The pure Luke Dubois trade is absolutely fucking pivotal. Uh, it's important, like we touched on too, like the eight-year deals for this. Yes, well, you know, you got a lot of depth there when it comes to the likes of, you know, Anze Kopitar in the mix as well. You know, Philip Deneau, like you guys were talking about too. But like, uh, I, don't get me wrong, I fucking love Anze Karp. Kopitar. I always have. Dude, this guy's 36 years old. He has three years left on his deal. In my opinion, arguably, he might go down as, in the modern era, maybe one of the most least talked about superstars in the NHL. Maybe that's just because he's playing out fucking West and, you know, and in California. This is a guy that has over he's, a thousand points. He's Patrice Bergeron light. Yes, essentially, exactly. But in 1,200 or 1,292 games, he has 1,141 points. That's fucking absolutely insane, dude. And like Julie touched on too, his defensive game is just as pivotal and important to the team as his offensive game as well. Um, so, but the purely to ball acquisition, I think that's absolutely fantastic. Uh, I love what Ryan said when it comes to the goaltending on this team. The only explanation I can see is that they got to be high on Phoenix Copley, bro. Like, I I know he's 31 years old. You can't call this guy a young kid, but he's he broke out. He played. Played well for the team last year when he was called upon. He had great numbers. And Cam Talbot's a hell of a fucking goalie as well. He may not be the number one, the bona fide guy, but I am so fucking high on Cam Talbot. He learned for the majority of his career when he started behind Henrik Lundqvist. That fucking experience is absolutely pivotal. And when he was in Minnesota, man, the year that they traded for Fleury, I'm going to beat this drum every fucking time. When they traded for Marc-Andre Fleury, Cam Talbot didn't lose a single game he played after acquiring Marc-Andre Fleury. That just shows that it's like, hey, you want to replace me? Well, fuck you. I give a shit, and I can be a stud too. And there's a mental side of this fucking position that comes into play. So I absolutely love Cam Talbot solidifying the backup position. And who's lurking in the third string spot? If you guys were to guess, who does this team have in the minors as a goaltender right now? One quick guess. Who do you think? It's going to be a Leafs goalie. I have no idea. Technically, Joel's not wrong, but not really. Our boy... Big save, Dave. Dave Riddick is lurking in the minors here. So worst comes to worst, if you got injuries, at least you got a guy that does have a limited amount of NHL experience to come in and take the reins here if somebody does go down. So hell yeah, it's not as bad as it seems, but it doesn't seem too great, I guess. Uh, defensively in the offseason, the whole moving on from uh, from fucking Sean Dersey was kind of questionable. But if you look at their right D uh, it's pretty important. Like Drew Doughty ain't going nowhere. He's still signed for another, what, like four seasons or something like that. Uh, what else? Matt Roy's a guy. And then Brent Clark, they're kind of hoping to see big things break out for him. So it's almost a replacement there. Um, as far as offseason goes, you know, uh, with the way that, that forwards plays out, it doesn't even matter to me what their fucking offseason is, man. So, hell yeah, I'm high on the Kings. All right. Uh, yeah, that, that was a, a good reversal of uh, projection segment with the offseason segment. Um, but shit. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Like we said, though, the Kings are a very deep team, especially in the center position and uh, the defense. They now have proven goal scorers in the wing as well. And Kempe, Fiala, Arvidsson. Uh, but the one weakness, as Talon mentioned, is in net. Uh, actually, Talon's kind of excusing that. But uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> in my opinion, it, it is a weakness still. Copley had a fine season, but it's a uh, small sample size. And with 36-year-old Cam Talbot playing backup, there's a lot of pressure riding on Copley to maintain the solid play we saw last season. Remember, they traded for Corpusal at the deadline and started him. So it's not that the Kings themselves are uh, supremely confident in what they have in net. Um, but we'll see how that plays out. Uh, the Kings are going to be in the mix for the division again, I guess. I'm not sure they have the cup as their ceiling, but with how much talent they have spread out across the top three lines, every defense pairing, this is a team with a very high floor. Uh, we can see him 95, 405 points, somewhere in that mix uh, very often. Um, even if the goaltending is an abject disaster, the Kings are strong enough to keep up, even as the Pacific Division continues to get better. Um, this is a team that... Uh, I was actually kind of low on going into it, but then seeing how well uh, certain players graded oh, looking into this, uh, this is actually a very good team. It's, it's just that they lack the 
kind of breakout players that uh, the best teams do have. This team is very deep, whatever, but Kopitar, Doughty, they aren't the same guys they were when they won the Cup. And we haven't seen the other guys quite make that same kind of jump yet. So until that happens, I'm not willing to back the Kings for that. I'm definitely not willing to fade them either. So this is a team that I'm entirely neutral on. Yeah, one thing you said there that even if goaltending is an object disaster, the Kings are good enough to, to hang on. And I think that's a key point because if the Kings are in the mix for a playoff race or in a playoff spot at the deadline and they need a goalie, they'll go out and trade for one. There, there's plenty of uh, pending, good pending free agents, uh, Halibuck, a uh, bunch of other guys, Flurry possibly again. Like, like who knows who they can go out and get? No. <laughs> I will be fading the Kings well, if they go no. get flurry. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they can't. I'm, I'm just searching uh, pending free agents by, by wins there. But Hellebuck, Hellebuck Martin Jones is is the second there with his 27. But yeah, I'm sure they'd be able to find somebody or go out and get someone like a Corpus Allo type. So yeah, I think this is a team that's that's built to you know maybe play some kind of more boring hockey. I mean, you said they have no they have no real star players, even like those breakout players is what you said. But yeah, they're they're a solid team. They're not. Not quite as maybe they're kind of as deep as the Kraken are. Maybe not defensively. Maybe that's kind of their comparison here. I'm not sure why they're so much higher than the Kraken. Guess because they, they've had so much uh, experience and and their their steel or their floor is much higher. But yeah, this is this is a playoff team. It's a matter of if their goaltending can keep up or who they trade for at the deadline. Yeah, I'm I'm against Ryan a little bit here, man. Like I I don't think they play a boring hockey at all. I think if you watch them, it's fucking it's offensive minded, it's entertaining as fuck, and they're trying to fucking make plays and score goals. So I really like that. Well, I got, Cullen. Yeah, that's top uh, of very offensive coach. Fucking right, exactly right. But but um, I also what the fuck was I gonna say? I don't even remember what I was gonna say. I don't know. Either way, I'm fucking high on the Kings here. Let's fucking go. I liked them the past two goddamn years. I like them this year coming up here, man. Um, I, I think, like I said, this is an offensive mind of team. And, you know, you can't fucking lose games when the puck's 200 fucking feet away from uh, from your own net, man. So uh, I absolutely love that here with the Kings, dude. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing how they do. I want to see them get out of the first round. I feel like this is a team that can go on a good fucking run, but they keep getting they, – you meet McJesus and that fucking horse dry sidle in the playoffs every year. What the fuck are you going to do, right? But eventually you got to get past it, man. That's your luck of the draw. Um Curious that you brought up the whole corporate, like a goaltender like Corpusello. It's so fucking interesting that they didn't end up coming to terms to uh, to resign Corpusello. Obviously, he finished off the career last, or the year last year with him. Um, so I don't know if that was just like a money thing, or I forget exactly what he got over in Ottawa. But it almost seems like it would have been a perfect fit for him to take the reins over here in LA. No. Yeah, I thought he was going to be the goalie, not of the future for them, but yeah, the goalie for at least the next few years. Mm-hmm. That's safe to say. Um, anyways, um, yeah, dude, I, I really like L.A., man. Like, I, I That's what I was going to say. I got them ahead of the Kraken. I know Seattle, like, they caught a lot of people off guard last year. They had a great season last year. But if you, you just look on paper, I, I really like the Kings more than I do like than I do Seattle. So, I don't know. I, I'm high on L.A., man, for, for better or for worse. Now, you look at their odds, like you said, to make playoffs minus 400, that's pretty fucking steep. Definitely not going to be betting that at all. But like, or even to win the division of four to one, that's even that's fucking not really that great. But still, dude, like I, I do like this team a lot. Yeah, I mean the, I, the Kings. All, cl- Go ahead, Joel. It all comes down to the numbers, right? I mean, I have the Kings at tenth, the Kraken at sixteenth, but the Kraken have, uh, you know, they're both neutral to me because they're, they're both fairly priced in my opinion in most markets here. So yeah, obviously I have the Kings at uh, a, a bigger power rating, but uh, it doesn't matter if if you can't bet it because the market is in line with your power rating. So. Yeah, like I, I would rather, I think I'd rather bet the Kraken point total over than than the Kings over, even though I I do like both of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. Um, for their actual odds here, what do we see in point total? Uh, one hundred and point five for points for the Kings uh, to make the playoffs of minus four hundred to miss the playoffs of plus three hundred. Division odds four to one to win the division and cup odds at twenty two to one to win the Stanley Cup. Joel, did, did you say? Did you say what what the projecting point you had was? Ninety nine and a half, or ninety? Oh no, ninety nine point nine. You know what? Just like uh, another oh, famous ninety nine like that the Kings that. had once upon okay. a time. So yeah, it's it's uh, a very slight lean to the under, but no, I'm not betting that. 
Yeah. I also I like my boy Trevor Moore having a breakout season, and he's going to be a fucking sick king for the rest of his career, and they're going to put a fucking statue of, of him outside of the arena because you know what? They fucking do that there, all right? He's, he's no Dustin Brown. I'm not going to say that. Oh, uh, come on. <laughs> what about uh, Kopitar, 12-1 to 1 to win the Selkie? Uh, I mean, I, I don't have access to those markets. Uh, we, I don't have some key odds up. Yeah. So I haven't looked at all at that. Uh, but fuck uh, Trudeau, <laughs> honk honk. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, what did I say? Austin Matthews, thirty to one, I think was was the only really fuck look you. I had. Uh, Nico Nico Hishier, uh for the Devils, of course. Uh, we've got to have a Devil player at every fucking award market, right? Yeah, of course. That was course. gonna just sweep it with uh, with Hughes, with Heisher, with Hughes uh, gonna yeah. Calder and the Norris. Be a very rich man. <laughs> Schmid for the Vesna, that's fucking good. No? Yes. De- Devils yeah. knock Stanley Cup final. Just oh my word, I'm jacking off already. <laughs> Lindy Ruff, Jack Adams. Let's no, get not it. That eh? one. <laughs> they win the presidents. Let's go for it. He's like seven to one. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, all right. Anything else on LA? Or is that pretty much it, boys? That's good. All right, they go for Carl Grunstrom. He's a fucking killer. Um, <laughs> all right, everybody, go check out the Sports Gambling Podcast on every website. That's the place to be. Tons of stuff going on in the world of sports betting. You can find all the information on the SGPN website. Be sure to read the articles. Everybody does an absolutely fantastic job. Uh, Ryan's got some shit, so be sure you read that, too. This is the future, so I'm sure that's already rock and roll. Uh, what else is going on? Listen to the other shows. Everybody fucking kills it, man. It's a- I'm fired up and swinging my arms around right now. That's how fucking pumped I am, bro. We got tons of sports coming up. The NFL has already started. We got fucking college football, which has been popping off. That's fucking sweet. Hockey's going to be here in no time. Um, Basketball's doing its thing, so fuck yeah. Baseball playoffs are one step closer. Tennis is awesome, so that's cool. MMA's doing its thing. We got NASCAR. We got F1. All that shit's going on. Soccer. Soccer's happening. People are going nuts. I cannot stress enough how much all these fucking Europeans and people are going absolutely crazy at work just talking about soccer, but they fucking love it. So, hell yeah, I'm stoked for them. So, anyways, tons of stuff in the world. Are they really? Oh, dude. Yeah. You know, we got, like, Like Premier League. Oh, man, everything. We got a pretty diverse workforce where I'm at, man. So there's these guys are going not like normally it's like hockey football talk in like the lunchroom and shit. It's been all soccer lately. And it's like, right, what is happening? You can, uh, uh, you can uh, come up with some opinions of your own when I talk no, about uh, teams you barely heard of. I cannot because I cannot stress enough how little I care. But I'm happy that they're happy, yo, because these are my boys and I like <laughs> these guys and I'm happy to see that they're having a good time. So hell yeah. Uh, um, anyways, go check out the SGPN website and all that bullshit. Uh, I shouldn't say bullshit, all that good stuff. Uh, and of course, shout out to all of our friends and pals in the Discord. It's fucking popping off. One step closer, one step fucking heavier, baby. It's like when you're down tuning instead of going chugga 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 on your guitar. D tune, chugga chugga, baby. <laughs> Let's fucking go. So I'm pumped. Everybody's having a good time. And shout out to all of our friends and pals in the Discord. If you're not in the Discord, you're not making money. If you want to get in there. Reach out to myself or Ryan on Twitter. We'll be sure to point you in the right direction. You can also reach out to the HGP Twitter account, or you can go down to your local peeps show, and you'll see Joel Meyer sitting in one of the fucking booths, but instead of fucking beating his meat to some fucking chick dance behind the glass, he'll just have a, a sheet of paper that just has a list of fucking <laughs> things, fucking future bets that he'll be holding on to, and he'll just be bopping it to that. So that's where you can find Joel, and once he's done fucking just absolutely just beating his meat, you can fucking ask him and just pull him aside and say, hey, buddy you know how do we get in the discord and he'll take some time out of his afternoon to point you in the right direction he's in there in the afternoon it's a wednesday afternoon show no. i know the schedule no it's in the morning when the markets open up don't you know uh, yeah eat off and then go see the docks you know you, you beat the books then you beat something else yes um <laughs> <laughs> uh, make sure you are subscribed to the hockey given podcast works to podcast if that is on apple please leave us a five-star rating and review or Spotify, or wherever you listen. I uh, also have an idea for a merch store shirt here. Uh, hit the hammer on the head. I feel like that's a good uh, good talent quote we could turn into a t-shirt. <laughs> Did I say that? I so that this episode and last episode. Oh, fuck. <laughs> My bad. I like it, though. Hit the hammer on the head. That's I, 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 love cool. I love it. I like that a lot, too. Hell yeah. Uh, Alright guys, my name is Tyler Jenkins You can find me on Twitter at Tyler underscore Jenkins You can also find me Fucking finally eating this bolognese It's taken four days to fucking make Or whatever I'm Ryan Gilbert, you can follow me on Twitter at rgilbertsop 
I'm Joel Myers. If I'm missing the first week of NFL and college football week two, because I'm going out to the motherfucking wilderness, baby, to shoot some guns, hopefully hit some rabbits, and eat a fuckload of pepperoni sticks. Oh, I fucking love that. I had such good pepperoni the other day. Fuck yeah, Joel. That's awesome, yo. How long are you going for? Are you going for a couple days? Two nights, yeah. Right on, man. Best the interior of BC. Fuck yeah, I love eating rabbit too. That's if you get. Do you bring them home or do you just fucking do you just fucking shoot them? Just shoot it. Well, no, you can throw them into a pot. Well, I'll you tell you what. If, strip if, them up. If you get any clean shots above, I got a good recipe that involves rabbit legs. So you just you just let me know and I'll fire it over oh, your way. Okay. Oh yeah, Germans are good at the. Uh, we're not great at cooking actually, <laughs> but uh, throw everything into a stew and it all tastes good. Hell yeah, love that, baby. All right, have fun, my man. Ryan, you have fun, too. Everybody, you know what? Thanks for hanging out. Peace.